Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time Alpha Podcast around 21, 2022. We come to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who regrets going to the Railway Hotel in Yarraville in Melbourne over the weekend. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Uh, g'day, Michael. G'day, Junk Timers, or should I say, Sawadee Carp, everybody. I am back from Campbell Brown Studios in Thailand, and now I'm back at Wayne Jackson Studios. It's good to be back. And you know what? Whenever I touch down in Melbourne and I haven't been able to get to the AFL uh, kitchen and bar, which is a bit of a shame, but I got in late at night, so I thought it's probably not going to be open. All the uh, pepperoni, you know, the uh, premiership pepperoni is probably sold out by now. You yep. know. Yeah, the... Um, you know, midfielders, margarita, no way that's still there at 10.30 at night. Not a chance. No way. So I thought to get myself acquainted back with what goes on in this chilly city of Melbourne, I'll head myself, I uh, went down to the Railway Hotel in Yarraville. Now, I don't usually head out west, Michael. You know I'm an inner north man. I don't really venture out beyond mm-hmm. my boundaries. But I thought, let me check out the inner west and see what that has to offer. You know, it's the, it's the area that Footscray call home. You know, they're the western bulldogs, but... More, they're the the Footscray of old. That's what we know them as, and that incorporates Yarraville. I love it. If I remember correctly, wasn't Yarraville that had the Titanic Theatre Restaurant? I think it shut down, but they did have the Titanic Theatre Restaurant for a a fair while. I reckon that was in Williamstown. Ah, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, and how long? Oh, the poo territory. Yeah, I'm always in. I'm always intrigued by places that take a an absolute disaster. And then turned him into a bit of a theme Into a fun park. night. A fun night. Yeah, but I <laughs> into believe, a great night out. I believe that they had, if I remember correctly, my brother went to one for an office Christmas party years and years ago. Because, yeah. uh, yeah. you know, that's how you celebrate the uh, the birth of our Lord and Saviour. And Well, absolutely. I mean, if witches in britches is full, what yeah. else are you supposed to do? But I think they had like two degrees in terms of like, you know, pay 50 bucks and you're in steerage and then pay 80 bucks and you're in first class. But I think the really? big, I think the big finale. And so yeah, I probably mm-hmm. get a few extra bits of wine. But I think the big finale at the end is that they had a uh, miniature statue of drowning. Liberty. No, no. Oh, really? A miniature statue of liberty on a kind of I don't know what you call it, like a what uh, the things that kind of rise in a warehouse, like. And so, oh, like a like a trolley jack or something. Yeah. So when you kind of arrive a in scissor, New York, a scissor lift. A yeah, scissor yeah, that's lift. right. Yeah. So when you arrive yeah. in New York, this yeah. little miniature kind of Statue of Liberty rises up the window, and you go, "Oh, oh, I've made the journey. Oh, I'm, f- yeah. I'm yeah. free from the oppression." Which the Titanic, of course. Uh, never fucking made. So it was a bit of a like. Here's what it was never able to achieve. But good on you. You know what? I went to. There was uh, one in Sydney, I think, at Fox Studios when that first opened in and around the year 2000. I'm going to say. Ah, oh, Titanic and the ride. Yes, and I went there, and I just thought the one thing that I felt that they were they were lying about. 
there were emergency exits and there were no emergency exits on the Titanic. So yes. get your fucking realis- realism. So Just uh, wow. get it correct. Tell me about that world, by the fact. I've been to Fox Studios a lot and worked there and stuff. And I've always mm. been fascinated. I think there actually is still a sign kind of pointing in the direction of Titanic the ride because initially it was meant to be a bit of a bit of a mini movie world, a bit of a mini kind of, you know, yeah. we'll take you behind the scenes of how Hollywood is made. But what did they do for Titanic the Ride? Because, I mean, I think it lasted about a year. Yeah, I reckon you were standing in the room and say, okay, so this is like 20 years ago. Um, I was up there because I was working my first ever TV job working on the Russell Gilbert live show. And so we went up there with Gilbo and we were there for the Mission Impossible launch i think it must have been the first one so it was like a who's who and we were doing russell gilbert had this uh ventriloquist style puppet uh-huh. and and i went up there and i had to do the voices <laughs> talking to you know like like triumph the insult dog no way so, yeah so the puppet <laughs> so the puppet was talking to people on the red carpet and we have I had detoured to from voice. football very fucking quickly <laughs> <laughs> so i I had to do the voice, right? And so people would come along and I would be like asking all these stupid questions. So are they regular then, people or are they like Tom Cruise and the people in the film? Well, Tom Cruise wasn't there, but it was all Australian celebrities. And so I would ask the questions then Gilbo would dub them in later as his character's voice. So he didn't even do it. And so I had this uh, list of sort of uh, jokes and questions that we'd written out. And so it comes along and I remember Ian Thorpe was the first one that came along. Yep. And so we call him over and he's standing there and there's this, my mate uh, Brent who is now I think one of the head of uh, heads of Channel 9 and he was standing there and he was moving the puppet and I fucking froze. And so Ian Thorpe is just staring at this puppet and he's like, what the fuck's going on? And then I, I'm going, oh, Ian, have you um, – um, and, and I just fucking lost my way and I'm looking at the sheet and I'm like, oh, fuck this right up. And then I get this joke out and he kind of moves away. And because these guys didn't know me, they're just like – this is fucked. They sent the rookie and this is going to be a fucking nightmare. Oh, yeah, horrible, horrible, horrible. But I think you'd yeah. get that on red carpets when you kind of, you know, you go through your Richard Wilkins and you go through, like, the entertainment reporters and stuff like that. And then if you might spot, like, the person trying to be funny, you'd just be like, ah, fuck. Yeah, fucking here we go. Because yeah. you got to play along. I remember making a joke, yeah, when Steve War came along and I made a joke about... I think it might have been Salem Malik had bet that this movie was going to be really great or something. Like, <laughs> he he did not enjoy that, but it was good for the show. You know, noted, noted, warm, yeah. generous personality, Steve War. <laughs> yes, that's right, that's right. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> before we got to the Titanic restaurant in Williamstown, which had since shut down. And that's why uh, I thought I'd head out to the western suburbs and refire up their economy and mm-hmm. head there. So I went to the Railway Hotel in Yarraville. And because, you know, I just got back from Bangkok, I walked up to the bar and I was like, oh, just a small singer, thanks. And they're like, mm, we don't serve Thai beers here, you fucking idiot. And I was like, oh, sorry, mate. I just got back <laughs> from Thailand. I've travelled. Uh, you know, I'm a pretty big wig these days. So then... I said, all right, well, just give me the fucking chicken salt beer, a bit of Matani to, you know, get the taste of the singer out of my mouth that I've still got from Bangkok. And they're like, mate, this, what, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, oh, just give me a fucking Carlton draft. So anyway, I turn around 
and I thought I was going to have the best footballers in real life of my life, Michael, because it turns out the North Melbourne 1996 Premiership team Mm -hmm. were having their reunion at the Railway Hotel in Yarraville and I'd stumbled upon it. They were, and I think uh, we actually have a football in real life uh, later on from the show uh, about that reunion, but um, uh, I imagine it would be a COVID thing. That they couldn't yes, do it last it was. year. Yeah, yeah, it was. So they they held it off for a year, and this is where you know how sometimes in life you just you regret you retire. Sometimes you just think I've overdressed for the nothing worse than overdressing for anything. You know when you know when someone says oh it's pretty formal, and you're like oh okay well that to be formal that's fucking black tie, and then you get there and you're the only fucking moron. Yep, sure. In black tie, sure. You know? Or the or. When you're underdressed and everyone's wearing a tie and stuff and you are well short of that. Oh, well, I know that well truly in my life by the fact I go to the MCC and I'm wearing top hat and tails mm. and I go in there and I'm like, going, <laughs> I am underdressed for this occasion. <laughs> yeah, I've made an idiot of myself. So anyway, the 96 North Melbourne Premiers team and I've chosen to wear, and I thought this is a funny T-shirt, which is why I wear it out. Uh, my T-shirt says, I went to Archer's Barbecue and all I got was this stupid T-shirt. And <laughs> turns out the one fucking time I shouldn't have worn it was at the 96 North Melbourne Premiership Reunion. <laughs> and that has set off this chain of events where for some reason it's fucking triggered uh, Anthony Stevens. He yep. started talking about it. Wayne Carey's heard him talking about it. Uh. Carey's come over and said, oh, mate, you're not going to fucking let this go. And... After fucking 20-odd years, 22 years, it was back on again. I've created fucking mayhem. No, a, a brouhaha at the Railway Hotel, which I'm sure they've never seen in Yarraville. Never seen. But, no, mate, unlucky. Very unlucky to be wearing that T-shirt on the one oh, occasion the when... one occasion. <laughs> there could be something very personal that might be a bit, <laughs> a bit touchy for a couple of Usually. subjects at the, at the room. Mate, usually when you wear a T-shirt that says, I went to Archer's Barbecue and all I got was this stupid T-shirt, gets a laugh. It's, it has been fail-proof. And you know how much I wear that T-shirt, Michael. All I the fucking time. wear it everywhere because it's really, really funny. You invite Rosie to a barbecue, you're getting that T-shirt. You know that junk timers. And the one time I decide not to wear it to a barbecue, I wear it to a pub. And it's fucking on. So if you don't know what we're referring to, uh, the North players got together. <laughs> if you haven't, if you haven't picked up the nuance, <laughs> the, the North players got together. And surprise, mm. surprise, Wayne Carey and mm. Anthony Stevens had a few words in the bar, and uh, I feel like they had to be separated. I think that might be yes. correct. I might be making it up. But then I think apparently it didn't get physical, but it got heated. It got heated, and then mm. I think I think the article said that they shared a beer together. Later, yeah, but then yep. so the North players on the Sunday, if I'm right, they had a bit of a motorcade around the ground, Marvel, yep. and Steve O didn't show up to that. Why? What's his problem? It's actually fucking. I I, I actually I can't I can't believe. Would they you actually, go? I can't. Would believe you they, go I, to said reunion? I can't believe they talked to each other. Like, I mean, it's actually unfortunate by the fact that it's. A premiership reunion, and so therefore it's not like a, not a family reunion, not a friendship group reunion, like it's a premiership thing, and so you're always taking the chance that like, to snub it is a big statement, but I, I, I can't believe, I, 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 would, I would never talk to that bloke ever again, I'm not a married man, but I would never yeah, talk yeah. to that bloke ever again. 
and any you're attempt. not a married man because because you're a pants man. You, you that's why you that's why you never get invited. I've never invited you to a barbecue. I don't invite him. I don't invite you anywhere because you just you trouble waiting to happen. But um, but yeah, no, it's it's a. a I, I mean, I I don't think people actually realise that twenty years ago, like how remarkable that story was, like, and how it imploded a club. Uh yeah, well, I guess. Because the, the kind of thing was that, you know, everyone sort of followed Wayne Carey and he was the North Melbourne Footy Club. Mm. And I think even he thought that after it kind of happened and the dust had settled, that he would just wander back into the club and then they'd, you know, kick the footy around and mm. everyone would be okay. And for some reason, I don't know why, Anthony Stevens has just thought, mm, I don't think that's going to happen. And then when he, when he went to Adelaide, that was one of the biggest stories of all time. They had that press conference, and it was huge. Do you remember that first game they played when North played Adelaide for the first time? Yes, yeah. And it was like um, they were all they were all trying to kind of land a mark, but none of them really did. But um, yeah, yeah, it was like it actually would have been cool to be there, just kind of that tension, you know. The well, it was, that was the one where uh, Glenn Archer cocked his fist and Carey kind of flinched. And I reckon it's the first time you probably ever saw Wayne Carey flinch and you go, oh, that's because it's Glenn Archer and he is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry I had to uh, go through that adventure at the uh, Railway Hotel. I apologise. Oh, no, don't, don't feel bad, man. I stuck around. We had a ball. <laughs> Once we got a few froffies into us, me and the boys, mate. I'll get some stories for our live show, let me tell you. And so how was the uh, rest of Thailand? So I think you and you were in Phuket, weren't you, when we talked last? Or Koh Samui? Yes, yes, and then uh, no Phuket, and then I moved on to Bangkok, which I'd never really um, experienced before. And it's a fantastic city, you know. It's a b- busy, vibrant sort of you know Southeast Asian city. There's just so much going on, so much noise, so much traffic and stuff. But the one thing I always forget when I'm in those kind of cities, in those hot areas, is basically you need a destination. It's not one of those towns where you can just go for a wander and stumble across things only because it's 31 degrees it's about 138 percent humidity and when you walk more than 500 meters you are absolutely fucking drenched and you look like an idiot because everyone over there is like oh yeah i'm just handling it we've been on public transport we've been in shopping centers because we're not fucking morons going for a wander so i just had you got to pick somewhere get on the train get there and hang out there is what i discovered uh, take me through the Bangkok adventure, like in terms of like you get to the airport. Um, are you far from town, or are you like you know how do you get to the hotel and all that kind of jazz? Like how do you pick your hotel? Yeah, uh, I picked my hotel because a friend of mine just suggests saw this really cool new hotel, so I went there, and it's in the financial district, so it was a bit quiet around where I was, so you needed to get a train to get into the action. Mm-hmm. So it took. So from the moment we got off the plane in uh, Bangkok to getting my luggage was about an hour. So that was a fucking ordeal as it was. So you're like, oh, fucking hell, even the baggage handlers over here are having trouble. And then I thought, I'll get the train now, into po- the city. Did you pop into the um, AFL kitchen and bar at the Bangkok airport? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was really keen to get to my hotel by this stage just because I'd had to wait so long for my bag. But I wanted to have the... Uh, uh, the Wayne Carey curry, obviously, at the AFL Kitchen and Bar over there. But of course. I needed to get to my hotel. So I thought I'll get public transport. Friday night, um, 
the, the roads were chockers, as they always are, but even worse. So then it was a fucking ordeal. You know when you've got to get on these trains with your big-ass luggage and then you're trying to go from station to station. I had to change three times. I don't yeah. know how to buy a ticket. Here's one of the worst systems in the world. So their transit system is a little bit all over the shop. And just because you've bought... A ticket for one line does not get you on the other line. Oh, really? So I'm, yeah, so you got to buy one ticket, go to another one. They're like, no, no, you got to go buy another ticket. I'm and like, you can't do the, hell. you can't put your magic card on it and just get through? You'd have to buy, actually, like the visa? Yeah, like you can't just, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, I discovered that two days later. So yeah. everyone who gave me a fucking recommendation, that, that would be one of the first things that I ever said. Every time I go to Sydney, people are like, oh, you can just touch on with your visa. It's fine. Dude, I can't no believe it. No one told me that. I can't believe Melbourne doesn't have that. I, 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 I cannot believe it. Every time I go to Melbourne, I go, go to this fucking Mikey shit. Where everywhere else around the world I've been to, you can usually just tap on with your card and go through. Yeah, but at least in Melbourne, you've got an hour to think of it while you're on the Sky Bus because we don't have a train <laughs> from the fucking airport. <laughs> so it, it took me about an hour to get to my um, hotel. And that's not because of the trains being slow. It was just because I had to change, buy tickets, just the ordeal. Yeah, sure. I'm the fucking fo- I'm the foreign dickhead with his massive suitcase, yep. dragging that all around in the heat and stuff. But uh, and yeah, your giant- man, Bangkok and, and, was- and your giant Toblerone. <laughs> which was melting very quickly. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what people did love over there. The, the pointing in the photos that I got when I wore my I went to Archer's Barbecue and all I got was a stupid T-shirt. T-shirt. People were like, where'd you get that from? I'm like, oh, please don't ask. It's a specialty. I only wear it on special occasions. So what do you get up to in Bangkok? Like, what are the kind of monuments? Or, like, what are you looking for? Or are you kind of just, like, taking in the atmosphere and, you know, taking yeah, in the street food and stuff? Street food and stuff was mostly what I was after, and yep. I I like things quite spicy. There was one uh, place that I went to. They make a um, I love my uh, like mince with hot basil. It's one of my favourite dishes. Mm. Um, the pudgrapau, I think it's called. And so I was on the, the, the this lady was cooking it on the street, and I was like, "Can I watch you cook it?" Because I wanted to see how she cooked it. And as she was putting the chili in, she was like, you know. How much do you want? And I was like, yeah, yeah give it to me. I, I, I can handle this, you know? Yeah. And so anyway, you eat it, you're pouring sweat and stuff. And then later that night, so I went to a few bars and stuff that I'd been told to go to. So you kind of just casually make your way around town. A bit of bar hopping, checking out the sites. A lot of rooftop bars, which is incredible because uh, Bangkok is huge, sprawling city, fantastic to look at. And as I was heading home, now I'd been to... I'd had to go to a couple of bathrooms on the way because I knew something was a coming. And oh, okay. you know when you you know when you go to one toilet and you're like, oh yeah, all right, I made that. That was all right. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then your body goes, <laughs> that wasn't it, buddy. Oh, <laughs> that wasn't it. We're saving up for this one. So I'm coming on the train home. It's probably about uh, eleven o'clock at night on Saturday. Oh no. And. I'm on the train platform and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get to my hotel. It's like a stop and a bit away. And I'm like, you're just not going to get there. And then you go from, I wonder if I can make it to the toilet to how am I going to get home after I've completely disgraced myself? Right? <laughs> so I get off the train and then because I don't know the train stations that well, they don't have like public uh, public restrooms that you can see. Yeah. And so I go up and I am mate, and the trains there are icy cold, so they're they're built for the they're built for the, the heat over there. 
I get off Iron Man. I'm pouring sweat. I go up to the information booth. I'm like, bathroom? Is there a bathroom around here? And they're like, yeah, 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 we'll, we'll get it for you. So this woman, she jumps on the, the two-way walkie-talkie and she like says, you know, this person needs the toilet. And then the fucking longest wait is this lady just saunters down the platform and I'm like, oh, you need to fucking move. You fucking <laughs> need to get your skates on because this is because it's going to be either you hurrying up at this end or you coming back with a mop and bucket. All Wait, right? are they, We've got are two they choices bringing here. you a bathroom like on a platform? Like, surely just like point and say it's over there. Behind a locked door. And I'm not oh, sure why. Gotcha. Yeah. So then she kind of casually uh, opens up this locked door, walks down a corridor and kind of points. Now, I ran through her. Like Patrick Cripps through Calamachi. I fucking, she was getting in my way and I needed to get to that toilet, mate. The fucking <laughs> hip and shoulder that she copped and, oh. I'm thankful to say I made it, Junk Timers. It reminds me of a story earlier this year. I think it was in America. And um, uh, a shopping mall, um, mm. they thought someone had um, made a bomb threat. And what yeah. actually happened when the cops showed up is that a bloke had gone into the bathroom and um and he said, uh, you guys better get out of here. I'm going to destroy this place. <laughs> and so they walked out thinking he was going to bomb it. And he was like, yeah. no, I was just going to do an absolute number yeah, yeah. on this beautiful <laughs> little... But they still needed to send in that guy in the full <laughs> bomb outfit to clean it. So anyway, aside from that, which happened again the next night, I had to... Two late night incidents, but uh, I made it home and uh, highly recommend Bangkok. Um, and uh, can we talk about our live show, Adam? Yes, let us get there, Michael. We got a special guest, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the Velvet Sledgehammer, Matthew Lloyd, will yeah. be joining us for our live show on August 28th, Sunday, 4 pm, at the European Beer Cafe. Get your tickets to trybooking.com. Premiership player, Coleman medalist winner. I wonder if he won a BNF. We'll find that out from him. You know what? I reckon uh, probably not in the like Essendon Halcyon days, but I reckon as he kind of led the team later in his career, I will say Matthew Lloyd won at least one best and fairest. I mean, if you've kicked a ton, surely you've got to be high up. But then you you know you're playing alongside James Hurd and some pretty superstar midfield back Who then. So I'm so, I'm saying around 2004 or five, I'm putting Matthew Lloyd down for a best and fairest. I'm looking through it now. No B and F. Three Coleman. All right. Yep. Five All Australian. Goal of the year oh seven. Is that the one we kicked off the back of his heel? Yeah, I reckon it would be. Yeah. Uh, mark of the year oh eight. Um, and uh, then did the absolute dirty on Brad Sewell in round twenty two of two thousand and nine. That we might be bringing that, that up. That won't come up, no. <laughs> <laughs> but he's going to be fantastic. What an era that he played in. We've, there's going to be all the Sheed stories we can get that don't yep. involve Sheeds t- uh, taking an hour to tell them. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> so really looking forward. We've got some more guests coming. And just a quick um, how's Get Fucked Sound to Collective Mind for costing us Eddie Betts. So we were hoping to get Eddie Betts because he's got the book coming out, but he doesn't want to talk to anyone anymore because, you know, Everyone's just been at him for this collective mind stuff, so it's been an absolute disappointment. Collective mind, you've done a number on us. Dude, all the stuff about, like, the camp. Like, I mean, we kind of had a general idea, but now it's kind of been confirmed, I suppose, by Eddie's book. 
Yeah. But then even like you think back to like the age printed a story about the camp. They won a Quill Award for it. Then yep. the age retracted because they got sued yep. by Collective Mind. And then the Quill retracted the award, but then they reinstated mm-hmm. the award. And now everyone's gone like, oh, so everything they wrote was true. And so it's like, so does the age unapologize for the apology? But then even on, um, I'm on Collective Mind's website right now. And like, oh yeah, I, they're actually still happening, which I find remarkable. But they've got a book out coming. Uh, it's called "Missing in Action: Master Your Mind in <laughs> Moments That Matter." And it's like, who do you th- who do you think will fucking <laughs> buy that book? Like, who do you, you can you can pre-order it right now? It's like, it's like, what 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 are you people? Like, well, they say any publicity is good publicity, and I'm wondering if there are people out there going, oh, but hang on, hang on, maybe, maybe if you really want to, like, uh, completely fuck someone up in your life, that is the perfect book. But they have on um on the website, they've still got like a, a little YouTube clip of Tex Walker pumping them up, and then also they've got a thing they must have done some work with um St Kilda, and it said uh. Client, St Kilda A for Football Club, brief to fast track the younger players and to work with the team collectively, work their name in, uh, getting them back into competition. Result, St Kilda became competitive again, moving up the ladder from 18th to equal 8th. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait a second. <laughs> <You don't> <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no such thing as equal 8th. Like, that's all the talk about Richmond. Like, could they finish ninth this oh. year like like we're never yeah, really going around point. going like yeah richmond oh how funny they always finish equal eighth. <laughs> <laughs> equal eighth is not a thing <laughs> it you is are not eighth or you're ninth yes so anyway thanks a lot collective mind you cost us one of our guests but we've got matthew lloyd so it's going to be fantastic tickets available trybooking.com august 28th 4 p.m uh obviously we'll be announcing more guests as they come to hand we still got a few uh irons in the fire but uh hopefully some more to come Oh, they're very cheeky irons in that fire. Hey, uh, mate. Yes, they are. Can you give me a little bit of the old report from that team that goes da 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 like, did you watch the game? I watched the Adelaide one, but no, not the Brisbane one. So I was getting on a train as the Brisbane one was starting over there and it was like 26 to 1. I was like, all right, well, that's that's my day cooked. So I may as well just go and um, shit my pants on a train station just like Carlton have. <laughs> oh, fuck, mate. How do you be 8 and 2 and miss the finals? Like, seriously. And now, as we record this, Patrick Cripps has been given two weeks. Carlton are going to appeal that. Yep. It'll probably get down to one. It's all going to come down to possibly the last game against Collingwood at 3.20 on a Sunday afternoon, which is going to be fucking massive. Oh, dude, that will be 90,000, surely. Like, that'll be fucking yeah. huge. So you've got Melbourne yeah. next week. And, I mean, the wheels have fallen off Melbourne in a way. Like, I mean, you know, they're still third or fourth, but they're... You know, I mean, round 10, you would have thought how far Melbourne. And then That's incredible, isn't it? 
that yeah. you go and you know ten and were they ten and zero, and everyone was like, oh, it's theirs, they, they, it's unlosable, and now you're like, Jesus, they they may not make the top four. Um, and then you have yeah the pies on um, the week after. So I imagine you'll be playing for a spot in the finals, and they'll be playing for a top two, I suppose. Oh God, yep, that's probably. God. What what we need, what Carlton need, is if the Western Bulldogs lose, then I think we might be safe if St Kilda... We need the Western Bulldogs and St Kilda to lose a game, and I think then Carlton might be safe. Okay, gotcha. Have you got a good percentage? No, absolutely not, mate. We're a terrible team, and therefore we don't have a good percentage. But, but fuck, man. Can we talk about Geelong and Collingwood We've been one and two. Like, like I mean, I thought I thought 2020 was bad. Like the COVID, <laughs> <laughs> the pandemic beginning, but like Collingwood and Ge- and Geelong, one and two, and fucking and Collingwood are fucking enjoyable to watch. Like they come really on, are, man. aren't they? Come on! I know, I know. At this bloody world, I mean, I tell you, how about Ed Langdon? Now, Ed Langdon, if uh, you, you you hadn't heard last week, I think he was on SEN on the run home with uh, Andy Marr and Andrew Gaze. And he said of Collingwood, they're a little bit, they're a bit of a one-trick pony. They're all duck and no dinner. Yeah. And immediately, Anthony Stevens was furious and he confronted him and said. (laughs) (laughs) Have you you ever understood all duck and no dinner? I've heard that. that I mean, I've heard that phrase, but like, I don't quite know the origin of it by the fact that, is that maybe, okay, let me, let me, let me think about it. But like, is maybe duck... I think duck is like a sometimes food. Like I enjoy duck, but mm. it's you kind of sometimes you have it and you kind of go like, yeah, I've, I've had a bit, I've had enough duck for this period of my life. This yeah okay. But, but I'm thinking is all duck no? But it's dinner? still your dinner. It's not. It's not. You're still eating at, as dinner. Like you've gone all duck and you've well, had all duck. It's a lot for dinner. That's another phrase. Well, maybe I'm thinking all duck no dinner. Like in terms of like duck, isn't a particularly large meal and so you can feel like maybe mate, you lost your fucking you lost your mind you try eating a whole duck mate you go to the national duck eating championship <laughs> get away from the fucking the hot dog eating championship the national duck eating championship the guy got to two and they were done but and they like, were fucking putting dipping the ducks <laughs> in water and swallowing them but they're not like you know they're not like you know, not, not chicken okay um so i'm trying okay here we go all duck no dinner on the internet mm. Is it a Shakespeare thing or something? Um, Here we go. Definition of a situation, action or effort resulting in either total success or total failure, all or nothing. And then it has a kind of... Okay, so you've either got all duck or you've got no dinner. So you're one or the other, it's basically what it's saying. Oh, but could it be actually... Could it be a bit on the lines of um, I'm going for success... Or failure. Yep, yep. So duck would be a succulent meal. Yep. A succulent Chinese <laughs> meal. <laughs> and so it's like I'm going all out. I'm going for nothing. So duck yep, maybe yep, yep. back in the day was like, you know, well, probably still is today really, like a kind of uh, a golden kind of triumph and then yep. no dinner. Yeah, gotcha. It's like... Yeah, um, right, right. So... Like so, so if you if you say duck on, on a on a riverbed on, on a on a on a lake and you've got your shoddy, and you could either there's like two sparrows next to you and you go I could get the two sparrows or you go fuck I'm going all duck I'm going all duck or oh, no I dinner. fucking love the duck mate yeah 
Why not? And also, why isn't there any? If duck is, if that, I mean, there's no. You don't see anyone saying all chicken or no dinner. So therefore, if duck was the more popular one back in the day, why is there no duck salt? Um, actually, I mean, I I can know from uh, from uh, anecdotes from my mother that when she was growing mm. up, like um, she said chicken was like a real um, you know, treat. Like you very rarely had chicken. She said they ate goose more than anything. Um. And uh, nowadays, you know, you find a chicken... Like, I remember going to shops and, like, you know, seeing a whole chicken for, like, $8. And it was like, I feel like it shouldn't be that cheap <laughs> to get a whole chicken. <laughs> but, yeah, she said goose is, like, the uh, the main thing they'd have. And chicken was a real, um, you know, special occasion kind of thing. Um, but then, on top of that... Um, is your mum 280? <laughs> <laughs> But then, um, if I remember correctly, um, you know, chookers, for good luck, uh, came from the theatre and mm. by the fact that um, uh, if you had a, a full house, you'd be like, we're eating chicken tonight, meaning that, you know, you make them a lot of money and therefore you can afford chicken. Um, and so that kind of got abbreviated into chookers. So essentially kind of saying chookers in terms of like, I hope we make a lot of Full money house. tonight. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Fun little fact. Speaking of chicken, we are going to we have some chicken salt in our possession. Which really true uh, do. Thank Sorry, you. chicken salt beer. Yeah, thank you very much Steve. I went out to Homebush. Uh, Steve came down from Gosford to go out to Homebush to watch the Essendon um, Giants game on uh, the weekend. And uh, we had a good chat for about an hour or so, but thank you very much. He, he brought us some chicken salt beer that he got at his local bottle shop. And um, and so we're going to do uh, a, a, a sampling at our live show. Um, yeah. How do, how do you how do we kind of prepare best for a, a like a, a tasting? Like, do you have to kind of clean the palate? Before oh, we cleanse begin? the palate. Yeah. Oh, like, what, fuck, do we do? What, what would you have? Uh, bit of do you sorbet? need to have like a? Do you have an uns- unsalted chip beforehand? <laughs> So yeah, we got that, that's a very good beer. question. I'm looking at them right now. We've got four cans right here in Rod Carter Studios. Um, so we're definitely going to have a taste test and um, and maybe hand out a little bit to the uh, the crowd in terms of um, um, so they can get a they can get a taste as well just to see what it's yeah. like. Oh, do we try them warm or do we try them frozen? I reckon we try them cold. I think they need to be cold. I, yeah. I imagine a German beer would essentially be wanting to be done cold otherwise although i guess with hot it could be like yeah if you close your eyes it could be like you're having a a chip at the footy maybe imagine if i um came down on the plane and uh they lost my luggage (laughs) (laughs) i lost the chicken salt beer and they'd be like what what was in your luggage sir and i was like yeah uh chicken salt beer valued at approximately seventy five (laughs) thousand (laughs) dollars it's a rarity or are they are they best drink uh, best drunk uh, shotgunned? Uh, that's a good point. We could try that. We yeah. could try that. Yeah, that's actually a good point. If I buy my ticket, I should probably get insurance <laughs> so they can cover the, cover the chicken salt beer. It's not a bad idea because you know that's when. Oh, you know what you do 
we spoke about it last week. You wrap that suitcase in as much glad wrap as they have at the fucking. Oh uh, yeah, I should do that. Go to those guys for the first time. Go. Yeah, I've got some very firstly, precious. Firstly, get the four pack wrapped in glad wrap. Then put it in your luggage. Then get that glad wrapped in glad wrap. Then get it strapped to your back and get you wrapped in glad wrap. So yep. those beers go fucking nowhere. Ah oh, fuck, man! With the Qantas baggage handlers going through your luggage, you know how they did that mm. with that lady called Chappelle. And they put the yeah, yeah. stuff in her bag and then, yeah. you know, that thing that didn't happen. Um, footballers in real life? Hit me. From Alan, just popped into my local shoe repair shop in Hutt Street, Adelaide. And who should follow me in? None other than Sam Newman. He was not as tall as I thought he might be, but uh, otherwise in good shape. Can I, um, when you see a ruckman from that era... It is astounding at how not tall they are. I think um, I feel like the late great John Nichols was um, six foot. Yes, I two was or just three. I was just about to bring him up as a um, yeah. as an example. So I'd met him at a couple of Carlton functions, and I reckon I was the same. Obviously, you know, older man, so he's de- decreasing Shrinkage, height a little yeah. bit. But I reckon I was eye to eye to him. I feel he was like six two, six three. Yeah, like remarkably yeah, not tall. So, and, yeah, you go, maybe his nickname should have been, like, not overly big Nick. <laughs> I mean, it's not easy off the tongue, but still. Like, it's more mildly true. inconvenient to sit next yeah. to on a plane, Nick. <laughs> Nick, yeah, yeah, exactly. We exchanged looks of acknowledgement and pleasantries. All the one-liners that I think of saying uh, would have probably got me punched in the face. So I commented that he was a long way from home to get his shoes fixed. He bought a can of suede protector spray and exited to a chauffeured car. The shop's well. proprietor confirmed that he was a regular and also said the Crackers Keaton was also one of his clients. Man, Hutt Street Adelaide's the place to get your shoes fixed. It's kind of weird. Like, you live in Melbourne. Yeah, and also, like, maybe if it was to get your shoes fixed and you go, this guy's the best, it's, I understand it, but... To get your uh, suede protector spray, I reckon you can probably source that in Victoria. That's actually quite strange, hey? Yeah. <laughs> uh, from Dave, good afternoon, low dog cunts. Thank you very much. Um, Appreciate I was it. out with my missus and kids yesterday for lunch at the Victoria Hotel in Yarraville. Oh, nearly, nearly, nearly the railway. Uh, when, to my surprise, I walked past the function room, all set up with a sign saying 1996 Premiership Reunion. Okay, I think we fucked up the name of the hotel. <laughs> I think they are the Victoria, not the railway. Well, that's interesting because here I'm looking at the Herald Sun article and saying Yarraville Railway Hotel. Someone is lying. As we all know, this was the famous centenary year of the AFL where Plugger inexplicably robbed my bombers of a place in the big dance after the sirens simultaneously handing the premiership to the kangaroos. As I sat down for lunch, I noticed the king making his way towards the table we were at and, more importantly, where my girlfriend was seated. <laughs> Luckily <laughs> for me, we're not married, so I don't think Duck was overly interested. Mick Martin was a standout amongst the ageing superstars. My kids confused him with Shrek at one point. <laughs> I couldn't help but wonder why they were celebrating the 96th flag in 2022. Yeah, don't often hear about the 26-year reunions. But I suppose I let it slide as the ruse need any celebration they can get these days. Perhaps it's weekly for these guys. Uh, love your work, boys. Drink those chicken salt beers in moderation. <laughs> well, we, we have to. So there you go. Well, I wonder which pub it was. Someone has incorrect information. You know what? I'm going to back in Dave. He knows where he was seated. 
I reckon that the uh, Herald Sun got their info wrong. No, no, not the I, Herald I, I Sun. Know, I know, it's a one-off. Not one the off. Herald it's Sun. <laughs> it's a one-off. We are going to hit the road. We are Junk Time Alpha Pod at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, and the Gram. Don't forget our live show. Go Hawks. Go Blues. powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.